Her mother always seemed to know when she'd had a rough day or wasn't feeling well, and she knew if she didn't offer some word of explanation, Mom would keep prying. It's probably not worth mentioning, she said with a sigh. But after school let out, I overheard two of my students talking about me. They seem to think I'm cross and have a heart of stone. She clasped her hands tightly around her knees and grimaced. Oh, Mom, do you think it's true? Am I cross all the time? Do I have a heart of stone? Mom's forehead wrinkled as she shook her head. I don't believe any Christian's heart is made of stone. However, I have noticed how unhappy you are, and your tone of voice is a bit harsh sometimes. Does it have anything to do with William Graber? Are you still pining for him? Miriam's face heated up. Of course not. What happened between William and me is in the past. It's been almost two years, and I'm certainly over him now. I hope you are, because it would do no good for you to keep fretting or dwelling on what can't be changed. An uncomfortable yet all-too-familiar lump formed in Miriam's throat, and she found that she couldn't bring herself to look directly into her mother's brown eyes. She was afraid the hidden pain in her own eyes would betray her words. If your troubled spirit isn't because of your old beau, then what is the problem? Mom asked. Miriam shrugged. I suppose everyone feels sad and out of sorts from time to time. Remember what the Bible tells us in Proverbs. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Happiness and laughter are good medicine for a troubled spirit, Miriam. I know that, Mom. You've quoted Proverbs 17.22 to me many times. But it's not always easy to have a merry heart, especially when things aren't going so well. Miriam stood. I'd best go to my room and change. Then I'll help you get supper started. Yeah, okay. Miriam hurried inside, anxious to be alone. When the door clicked shut behind Miriam, Anna bowed her head. Heavenly Father, I know my daughter says she is over William, but her actions say otherwise. I believe she's still pining for him and hasn't found forgiveness in her heart for what he did. Please take away Miriam's pain and help her to find joy in life again. Show me if there's anything I can do to help her be at peace with you. And if it's within your will, please send Miriam someone who will love her in a way that will make her forget she ever knew a man named William Graber. Anna felt something soft and furry rub against her leg and she opened her eyes. One of the calico barn cats sat at her feet, staring up at her with eyes half-closed, peacefully purring. She leaned over and stroked the animal behind its ears. I think Miriam could learn a lesson from you, Callie. She needs to take the time to relax more, enjoy each precious moment, and carefully search for the right man to love. The cat meowed as if in agreement and promptly fell asleep. Anna reached for the bowl beside her and resumed shelling peas. Miriam's upstairs bedroom looked even more inviting than usual. The freshly aired quilt on the bed was neat and crisp, giving the room a pleasantly clean outdoor smell. The bare wooden floor was shiny and smooth as glass. Even the blue washing bowl sitting on the dresser across the room reassured her of the cleanliness and orderliness of her plain yet cozy room. On days like today, she wished she could hide away inside the four walls of this familiar room and shut out the world with all its ugliness and pain. Miriam took a seat on the comfortable bed and pulled her shoes off with a yawn. How odd that some of the young people among my faith desire to leave this secure and peaceful life 
for the troublesome, hectic, modern world. I don't believe I could ever betray the Amish faith in such a way. Modern things may have their appeal, but simplicity and humility, though they separate us from the rest of the world, are a part of our culture that I treasure. She fluffed up her pillow and stretched out for a few moments of rest before changing her clothes. Staring at the cracks in the plaster ceiling, she reflected on the voices of the two children she had heard talking about her earlier. How little they really know about their teacher, she whispered. They don't understand my pain. They truly believe I have a heart of stone. Her vision blurred as tears burned her eyes. My heart's not stone. It's broken and shattered, and I'm afraid it always will be so. A tear slid down Miriam's face and landed on the pillow beneath her head. She squeezed her eyes shut, refusing to allow more tears to follow, for she knew if she let her...